Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability we all have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. Today we're talking about relationships, especially the long and complicated kind that provide us with the greatest lessons about life and love. Our guest is Monica Ortega of Puerto Rico, who shares the most beautiful story of her relationship with her husband, which has been long and endured a significant breakup right in the beginning. But most encouraging of all is the story of her relationship with herself and how Buddhism helped her see her own worth. I'll let Monica share the rest. Hi, I'm Monica Yado Ortega. I am in Puerto Rico, and I'm actually a college professor of literature. Amazing. Um, so I, I know that we're going to get into a personal story today that began before you became a professor. Um, so thank you again for taking the time to share with us today. Um, but I always like to start with just, you know, a little context on how people came to practice Buddhism. So um, if you could just tell me the brief story, like how did you encounter Buddhism and what was happening in your life at the time that you decided I'm going to try chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo? Yes, thank you. Well, well, actually, um, my parents kind of set me out to um, discover my own religion when I was young. They said, you know, you're just going to choose your own religion, which, which was very cool. And it, it already set me out like on a search. And I did kind of look into different faiths. But but it was actually in my 20s when I was suffering from uh depression, a very deep recurring depression that um, I met uh, this person who uh, introduced me to Nichiren Buddhism. And he he's a he's a musician. And we started to talk uh, and find things in common. I like literature, he likes music. And then when we started to talk about sound, he started to talk about Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. And so I was fascinated by by Buddhism. And I, I went to my first meeting with him and we ended up going out together and becoming, you know, partners and marrying and everything. But um, definitely through this, uh, through chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo for me, I, I started to to feel this, uh, um, how do you say, I'm looking for the word in English, sorry. So I started to feel like very, that my pain would, would go, uh, would go away when I chanted, like it became like peace, another feeling. I would feel um, lighter when I chanted. I didn't understand it at the moment, but I knew it felt good. And that's why I just decided I, I want to continue to do this. So when I went to the meetings uh, and, and discovered the Soka Gakkai and, and chanting uh, every day, then I started to really appreciate more what it was about. And it helped me so much to, to really um, treasure myself, honestly, because I was in such deep suffering. And so um, mm. I had this rooted uh, belief that I was not worthy. So that uh, chanting really helped me to uncover this. So 
So through chanting, I started to really feel better. And that's why I decided to continue. And in the process, uh, I really went deeper into understanding why I was suffering. And that really um, moved me, honestly, about this practice of, of how it's really about going deep inside and finding the root of where your suffering is. And I, I began to see it. I began to see how I had this inner belief that I was not worthy of being happy and and I had so much self-doubt that it made me suffer deeply. And then when I go deeper, I realized this is something that I was carrying with me from childhood. So definitely this uh, became like a, yeah, a journey of transforming from within and also a very deep learning because when I was, you know, with my um, partner and we and we start going out and everything's going wonderful, I um I was convinced before practicing Buddhism that you know it's all about finding the right person and that's how everything's gonna become wonderful. You know, you become happy because you find the right partner or the right job or whatever. But in the end, that wasn't the case because even though you know um, the person who was my boyfriend and introduced me to this Buddhism is a wonderful guy. I was really not happy, honestly, with the relationship with myself, but I was tr struggling deeply with transforming this suffering. Um, and that was one of like my um, realizations uh, that honestly, it's not about who, who you're with. You really have to work through your own suffering from within. That's what it's about. That's what really, uh, struck me and surprised me at the same time because I was expecting, oh, great, I have this great guy now, everything's great. But <laughs> but honestly, it was a struggle to, to really transform um, that profound uh, self-doubt and, and my own, you know, my belief in my unworthiness. All that was coming out as the root mm -hmm. cause of all this suffering I had been carrying for all these years. So So that's where my journey began. Mm, thank you so much for sharing. Um, and I know this is all like a very personal journey. So thank you for, for just taking the time and being willing to talk about this. Um, cause I, so I feel like you said so many important things already that I want to unpack. Um, but, uh, maybe we can just get like a sense of the big picture, because if I understood correctly, you, the person who introduced you to Buddhism was your, uh, became your partner at the time. And yet you were in this kind of uh, place where you're dealing with your own suffering and had not yet resolved that. Um, but I understand that now many, many years later, you are married to that same person, uh, and, you know, have a family and everything. So before we kind of go backwards to, to understand the journey, can you just give me the high level summary? Because I, I know that there was a, a separation in between, um, just so we know kind of where we're going, and then we'll go back. Yes, it's such a crazy love story. We we actually got married very um, quickly after meeting each other. I want I think it was like eight months. It was crazy. Um, my my mom was like, "What are you guys doing so fast getting married?" But we were we were really you know in love, and we were young, and and yeah, it was just what we wanted to do. So we did it. But in the process, as I was sharing. Um, I was in the middle of my bachelor's degree. I was studying and, uh, and, and, uh, Che, my partner was actually finishing his 
bachelor degree and he was entering uh he he won an audition for the orchestra the symphony orchestra here in and in puerto rico so his dream job he just got it right when we were starting uh our relationship it was so you know wonderful he was so happy about that but then here i am in another part of my career and my um development and i realized that um as my professors were sharing with me, I should go and do my my graduate studies out uh, in the U.S. or out of the island. This is what they were, you know, suggesting to me. So I'm I'm thinking, wow. And and also through the practice, through this whole struggle, I I became very clear of where I wanted to be or what what my dream was. That was great. You know, I'm I'm starting to to um, really believe in myself that I really can do this, that I can have my own career and, and, and go for my dream and study, you know, my master's, my PhD and everything. So at one point before practicing, that wasn't really at all, I was lost. I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but this really helped me. So it was very strange because we were in different moments, you know, in our careers, uh, so in the end, after a lot of difficulty as, a, as, a, as partners together, we realized we're not in the same moment. You know, many things happened, some of them not great. But in the end, I really knew that I couldn't like uh, give up on my dream. So I decided, we decided that we were not going to continue together. So we actually divorced and I went to pursue my dream and study my uh I went to graduate school in the U.S. and was uh, was there for nine years doing my master's and, and my Ph.D. Uh, in Michigan. Cold nights compared to the tropical <laughs> nights here in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and so what happened in that whole time, you know, to, to make the long story short, is that I was suffering so much uh, going through my own uh, inner change and my practice was not consistent at the time during my graduate work, so that made it even harder. But at the same time, I started to go out with different uh, person. You know, I met persons, had different relationships, and suffered because I realized that I kept uh, getting in relationships with the same type of persons that would really be. Uh, they were different persons, but it would feel the same to me, like this. Uh, hmm not being treasured by them, you know, being more, being, yeah, again, kind of this, uh, this tendency of my own life to not appreciate myself or treasure myself became, mm -hmm. uh, apparent in these relationships again. And it became like this cyclical thing that I, that I realized that I was honestly continuing to choose these type of relationships and ignoring like the red flags, like, so to speak, like we say, of, of really not a uh, healthy relationship. And so then around, uh, yeah, when I was finishing up my PhD, I'm doing my grad, my uh, thesis project. Um, that's when I returned to Puerto Rico on one of those summers. And something really amazing happened for me and, and Che because we were both uh, in, in a diff he had a relationship, I had a relationship and 
we were struggling in those relationships. I, w- I was kind of fearing like being alone, even though I, I knew that kind of this relationship is not going anywhere, but I'm still struggling to kind of end it. And he seemed to be in the same same position. But the most amazing thing that happened for us was how Nam Miyahorengekyo really brought us together. And it had to do with my parents. This is a funny story. My mother actually mm-hmm. is a dentist and she she's now retired, but she had her office uh, in, where, where Che continued to go to do his like dental cleanings periodically. So he would see her <laughs> all the time. And then when we actually got married that first time, we had bought together an apartment that used to be my dad's. So um, once in a blue moon, uh, something would arrive for my dad, like a letter or something. And many years had passed since that didn't happen. But this weekend when I was here, he actually received a letter for my dad. So he went to take it to the office where my mom is. Uh, and, uh, but I was here in Puerto Rico. So my mother says, Oh, guess who's here? It's Monica. She's here. So she calls, uh, she calls este, me, which I'm actually at home on vacation and says, Oh, guess who's here in the office? Monica, it's Che. And she puts him on the line. And for me, it was crazy because I'm like, what? What's going on? Um, because, and, and mostly because a couple days before that, in my house, I, I, me and Che had gotten married, a Buddhist wedding, so they, my parents, I don't know why, it's very strange, because we had not been together for the longest time, decide to put a, uh, the video on. So when I get home from the pharmacy, I I get home to chanting, <laughs> nobody practiced at the time in my family except myself, and I was just just totally shocked. I'm like, what are they doing watching this video of a, of a wedding that has, you know, <laughs> that is no longer. And so many years have passed. And my father says, oh, we just wanted to see ourselves younger. And I'm like, that's strange. Let's turn it off, please. And so they turn it off and we continue to, uh, the, and, and that day I was just really surprised by that and thinking, what's going on? So when my mother actually passes the phone and I hear Che's voice on the, on the other line, that really surprised me, honestly. And he says, mm-hmm. this is Che's side of the story. He says, <laughs> when he receives the letter with my dad, he, he automatically, of course, thinks of me and, and was thinking, wow. This this must mean, you know, maybe maybe this other relationship, because he says he's just never, ever stopped loving me. He's so romantic, honestly. So I love him. So anyway, (laughs) the thing is that when we actually meet up, it was going to be a lunch. It turned into a dinner. And then we were hours and hours just talking about uh, all those years that passed. We hadn't seen each other and just really reflecting on where we were when we we separated and now where we are and it was the funniest thing because at one point it was like a closure a really beautiful closure for for that past mm. but at the same time it was uh this beautiful new beginning because we started to give each other advice you know on relationships oh you know don't don't let anybody treat you badly etc and so we just were like friends. It was a really, a really beautiful uh, reencounter of friendship, honestly, at that point. And so it really, 
was like a closure because I think things were like left, yeah, open in a, in a sense in that first uh, relationship that we had had. So then I return. I return to Michigan. I, I continue my studies. Months pass, but I realized something in through that experience. I realized that I really wasn't with the person I wanted to be with. And if anything, I had to return to my my root, right? To and to believe in myself once again and treasure myself. Mm-hmm. So that's where um I, I really like went into my graduate work and and challenged myself also. And I and I was gonna go to a conference in uh New York that that um end of the year. And that's when uh, che began to to call me on the phone. So he he months had passed, and he just called me. Hey, how you doing? Like this very casual like friendship call. Hmm. But then it became very often. He would call me like every week, and then until it became like an everyday conversation. And then <laughs> we started to flirt. Imagínate by the phone. That's so funny. But but in the end, when we got back together. It was when I returned to Puerto Rico, and then he accompanied me to this conference in New York. And such a beautiful uh, re-encounter of us together through through this very profound um, connection that we actually have, uh, in which is Buddhism, actually. Our connection really profoundly is our uh, Buddhist practice mm-hmm. and how it has helped both of us to really understand ourselves to begin with and to work each on our own human revolution this concept mm-hmm. that we have in buddhism where we we use our our daily practice to go deep and tr- transform our, our our inner selves so in that sense um that journey brought us in the end back together our uh because it's that's why we find it so curious, right? Because my parents were listening to Nami Horing Akyo when we were, we kind of got that moment to be able to meet once again. And also the transforming of my relationship with my father is, is something that through those years also uh, manifested thanks to the practice and to me being able to understand his humanity um how how he also suffered from his childhood different things so i understand i started to understand him in a different way my seeing him uh from the buddha eyes like we say in buddhism like from that wisdom that we that we acquire through our practice mm-hmm. and through our looking inside ourselves and so we were able to to also transform our relationship my my dad and i um, and now both of my parents actually practice nature and Buddhism, <laughs> both of them. So wow. this is amazing to me. The journey that began with them le- freeing me from, you know, from religion and saying, hey, you're free to search your own path for religion, um, brought us all back to this one path of Buddhism, which they have also embraced. For me, it's a, such a joy, <laughs> honestly to Mm -hmm. to see this and to live it you know with with them and transforming relationships through um through ourselves digging deep and finding those root causes of suffering and transforming them and really 
challenging them as Buddhism teaches, right? To, to cherish our unlimited potential. We all do have it, ourselves and others. That helped me so mm-hmm. much to really look at things differently and transform so many things in my life and be able to actually be able to finish the PhD. Cause at one point I was suffering also about thinking I had made a mistake. Maybe I studied the wrong thing, you know, looking uh, for excuses <laughs> to not do it or to not. And because deep down I was doubting myself once again. So, so this, um, this practice really, really helps us to dig deep and to understand where it's, where, where to focus, you know, our, our uh, inner human revolution and and bring out the best of ourselves. Mm. Oh my goodness. Wow. I love this story. <laughs> I feel like I just watched a movie. Um, wh- yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all, all of that. And I, I do have some follow-up questions just to, to tease out some pieces of that. Um, but, but it sounds like almost like, so you guys weren't together for how long? Nine years, you said? So you got back together after nine years. So, um, and so I imagine you were like close to 30 or early thirties by that point. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so much that I, I'm sure people listening also are like, wait, but how, <laughs> because, uh, you never hear these kind of stories. It's super, super encouraging, but it sounds like what you're describing is that it was a simultaneous return to your Buddhist practice and to this relationship, um, after that, that like summer that you were home and kind of re-encountered both Che and the practice when they put that video on. So I'm, I'm just curious, um, maybe starting with the Buddhism piece, like you said that during, um, you know, your years studying, you were not chanting consistently anymore. So like, wh- how did you sort of pick it back up or what did that look like? Like how, what, how much, or how did you approach your daily practice and what were you chanting about? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was definitely chanting uh, to reconnect um, with with that deep, deeper self that believes in me, <laughs> because that's where I was struggling once more. And and through chanting every day, you know, taking some time uh, in the morning and in the evenings, and to really um, reconnect, I want to say with with that part of ourselves that um yeah is our buddhahood our wisest uh part our um happiest self the the that wisdom that comes and and that can really once again find uh peace deep down in in ourselves so when i when i started it was more like on what how can i understand um my my specifically because I wanted to finish my PhD and I knew I was doing uh, once again struggling. I I wanted to clarify clarify um, where I was if if this was the right path if I had made a mistake what's going on. So I started to chant um, for clarity to be honest, and and slowly um, mm-hmm. my own environment began began uh, also responding. Because we have this concept in Buddhism, the you know the oneness of life and the environment. So, one of the things that actually happened when I, when I am in my um, finishing my my thesis and I returned to Puerto Rico, in that time I moved back here because I wasn't 
didn't have any more coursework, so I could do it from from here. And one of the things I started to chant about was uh, clarity. Did I make a mistake? Was I supposed to study psychology, which is also something I really enjoy and like? But that was my mind, you know, playing tricks on me, trying to sabotage my my progress. Oh, my goodness, I'm right there, you know, finishing this uh, the PhD and uh, writing my thesis. So through chanting, I, I remember that uh, Chan and I had decided to move in together and we were together at, this, at the apartment that uh, we had uh, at the beginning of our relationship, but we wanted to rent it out because we were in another moment. We want to get a house now, you know, let's just move up, move to a different place. So when we start to have uh, people looking into the ad that we had put out, this one woman comes in. Uh, she's also a professor, but she's a lawyer. And so she, I share with her, oh, you're a professor, me too. And so we start to share these as, as she's looking at the apartment, <laughs> these things. And uh, also sh- she saw the Gohansan. We, we shared, you know, I shared also Buddhism with them, with her, sorry. Um, so, so this person that comes in to see the apartment turns out to be a professor and she, even though she's in another discipline, she, she says to me, oh, you know what? They're looking for literature professors at this one campus. You should go, you should go and and check it out. And so I thought, okay, good idea. You know what? You're right. Getting back into, to the uh, classroom could be a way to really get clarity if I'm where I should be. Right. So I actually... do go to that campus with my CV, my resume, or CV, I guess, uh, and hand it in t- to the, the Department of Spanish. And that that very day, she the director interviewed me and said, oh, I have, uh, actually, I do have classes. Would Are you interested in two classes? And she gave me two classes right there, plus. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. Wow, amazed. <laughs> I was just totally amazed by that. And then what happened, the most amazing thing for me personally was getting into the classroom again. And that was just great, getting back into the classroom, being mm-hmm. again with youth, being again with literature, which is my passion. I just love literature. And I think that um, connecting youth to literature and to how it really uh, has this other view of life, how it shows us different layers through through different means, I I just absolutely loved it. I was so happy <laughs> and thought, yes, of course, I have to I have to finish my thesis. This is this is my passion. I'm happy. So it was it was just clarity coming from you know nami horengekyo manifesting through that experience of getting um, my job, which I still have actually, and I have tenure now. I, ha- I went through the whole process uh, through these years and, and I'm just really happy as a professor <laughs> of literature. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh-huh. my dream came true in that way. I was able to uh, overcome my own negativity through this whole process of doubting myself and through really challenging and going deep, going really deep into the root of my suffering and, and facing it, honestly, facing it straight on and, and challenging it, not letting it limit me. Cause I could have, you know, thrown the towel out, like we say, uh, 
on many things in my life, uh, including relationships and also my 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 dream, my professional dream. But in both cases, it it all it uh, worked out because mm. because of this wisdom. I don't know how to explain it, but it's a really profound wisdom that we definitely gain through our daily practice of chanting Nami Horengekyo. Sometimes uh, I know that at, in the beginning when I started, it was something I couldn't explain, to be honest, and I didn't really understand that much. But through these years of profound, uh, of studying more, you know, Buddhism through uh, different, uh, through the books from, for example, Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Ikeda, which I consider my mentor, honestly, because all the encouragement and this Buddha wisdom that that he uh, also uh, shares through his his books is amazing. So it's been such a learning process. Learning is like eternal. You know, we're always learning. All life is learning, and this this Buddhist practice is about really learning about ourselves and where we can really become. Uh, how we can become happy through transforming those deep roots of suffering that sometimes are with our parents or with experiences from the past with other people. But one of the things that I that I really um, treasure about this whole journey has been how I have I've uh, been able to transform many relationships that are so important to me, like my father. And now with with Che back together, which is is uh, also a beautiful love story because he's such a great person, honestly. Uh, and how we have come back together through this uh, profound philosophy of treasuring the dignity of life, and how we've come together again through this commitment of really dedicating ourselves to not only becoming the ve- the best versions of ourselves but helping others as well to really uncover their own potential this is just yeah it's a, it's been such a great journey mm, yeah yeah it sounds um it really does it, it's such an amazing story just to to hear and i'm sure like it can be so hope inspiring too for people who are maybe in a in the beginning of a complicated relationship or uh, at the end of a relationship or looking for the right partner um i i do have two follow-up questions if that's okay um so you know something that you said at the very beginning that feels like a very key point is that you you learned um you know and and even through this phd like completion experience you learn to really value yourself and that you know, happiness comes from within your, your life, like not from an external thing, like a relationship, which is, you know, for those who are new, like the most important teaching in Buddhism, right? That, that like absolute happiness is something that is internally generated. And we're chanting to really bring that out of our lives and make causes to create that. Um, but I'm, I'm just wondering, how did you feel like in terms of the breakup and then the getting back together, it like, were you scared to re-enter the relationship or were you like, how did you deal with it ending? Cause I imagine if you were already in this kind of dark place and dealing with your own life, um, it, it couldn't have been easy to just like walk right back in and, and did you approach things differently the second time? I'm just curious about that, that piece of it. Like what did it kind of feel like for you and what did you have to change 
in order to really be successful in the relationship or even feel confident to commit to the relationship? Because I'm sure so many people listening might be at those kinds of crossroads. Like, oh no, what if, what if the same thing happens again and we're just fighting? Or is this the right person? Or what if I'm still feeling depressed? Like all of those questions might come up. So just curious what that piece of it was like for you. Yes, I think I think the whole depression um, transformation was uh, had had um, had occurred, you know, before even we had broken up the first time I had really awakened to my own potential, honestly. And that also made it clear that we were on different paths to begin with. And also, when I do um, go for those nine years and have other relationships, I also awaken to a tendency of mine to like, not really pick the best uh, partners in the sense that they they had these tendencies to be very uh, selfish. And um, sorry, Um, yeah, to not value my life, gaslighting, all type of different things that would happen, uh, to make me doubt myself, honestly. And, and I, I really struggled Mm -hmm. with that type of relationship and to have the wisdom to not get into this type of relationship or to, to just stop, uh, which I find is really about karma, my karma relationship, karma. Uh, which is like this tendency to 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 repeat um, actions once again when we've already you know have had experience previous from that and not want to learn from that. <laughs> so that resistance to learn from the suffering was was also something that that um, I was able to to identify. And then when I when we when we do meet up again at one point as friends. And I start to to have more a very consistent practice again. Then I realize that I don't want to conform, so I don't want to go back to what I had with him. That was definitely a question I was asking myself: like, what are you doing? Like, are you? Is this really uh, what you want <laughs> to con- to return to something mm-hmm. that fa- failed in the past? <clears throat> but honestly, uh, as as we continue to um, hang out, I guess would be the word, Che and I, I, I realized that, yes, that this was something that was uh, sincere. It wasn't like a conforming, a going back to because of not wanting to be alone or whatever. It was very deep, honestly. It was a deep, we have a deep connection, uh, which honestly I think is is uh, from, yeah, from other lifetimes. So I, I believe that we definitely have a very, very deep, uh, connection with one another. And I think that, um, through reconnecting and re, um, sorry. And through giving ourselves another chance to, to, yeah, to find one another in another moment, because this is what happened. I was not the same person anymore. So nine years of, of human revolution, you know, in the making, which means all these interchanges, me waking up to my own tendencies, uh, and then finally deciding once, once again, through embracing a consistent practice, deciding, no, I will not, you know, um, do this anymore. I do not want to suffer. I don't want to, um, be in, in a relationship of, of, uh, somebody who's not going to treasure me. And, and definitely something that um, 
Che always did was treasure me, to be honest. He did from the beginning. And so it was really about not being in the, in the same spot to begin with. He had his dream job. Here I am just becoming, uh, just starting to understand what my dream was. And definitely it was like we, we hit an impasse because he wasn't going to give up on his dream. I wasn't going to give up on mine. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, we, we each have to go our separate ways, honestly. But but through that whole, um, all that journey, oh, my goodness, everything that happened, I, I have absolutely no regrets of nothing. Even the mm-hmm. bad relationships, the, the poor choices that I that I made. I, I now see th- again through through this wisdom and in retro and retrospect. I'm sorry, I can't say it in retrospectively. Now I see <laughs> that it's definitely all of it. You know, the good, the bad, the suffering, the joy have really helped me become who I am, and I like who I am <laughs> right now. You know, so so it's all about treasuring everything. That's also one of the. Um, Lessons of Buddhism, you know, it's everything is, uh, has value, Mm. everything, nothing's wasted, nothing, no efforts are wasted, no experience is ever wasted because the experience itself enriches our life through learning. Mm -hmm. It becomes, yeah, a lesson of something that we we gain from it. Through that suffering, I gain a, a lesson about myself and others because it's not about, um, thinking that, these other persons with whom I have had relationships are bad people. They're not. It's just about everybody being in a different part of our own journey in life and understanding who we are. That's something that my dad taught me. It's about his, his suffering, seeing him from that human perspective that we are all here, you know, in this journey of life to experience both joy and suffering both of them are part of it and it and and it becomes the fuel of of not only learning but of happiness even the dark things become our our joy in the end because we we've, we've been able to challenge them we've been able to overcome you know anything and and transform it into something that now we say wow look at what i went through but i made it i'm here and i'm stronger for it and so we can appreciate mm-hmm. even that even those experiences so when we we get back together che and i we are both different so different because we've journeyed you know these different paths of our own self-discovery and uh treasuring ourselves and others and and when we're we come back together it's a point where we're ready i i feel we were really ready to to embark on another stage of this uh relationship that now we have like you share a family we have two children which is uh amazing we're we're so happy (laughs) honestly but that was also quite uh an experience a faith experience actually that because um, he had very low sperm and my uh, I only have one ovary. Actually, I was born with one, only one. And it's a polycystic ovary. So we were really challenged because we wanted to have a family. We had both waited because I wanted to finish my Ph.D. I was like 33 uh, when 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 we decided we really wanted to like have a family 
And so we started to try and have a family and, and then we were not having it. I mean, I wasn't getting pregnant. We were doing everything you got to do. But uh, when we went seeking to the doctors, that's when we um, we find that we have like this double uh, situation of infertility happening with him and his low sperm count, my only ovary and not ovulating. Uh, so mm. with polycystic, a lot of, uh, very difficult situations, but we actually challenged it through that's also an amazing benefit of faith that we had or actual proof of faith. I want to say, because we, we decided not to go to the fertility clinic, uh, where we, we actually went and got, an, a, um, you know, to find out what it was about, but we decided that it wasn't for us, honestly. And we said, no, we're just going to go, we're going to chant, we're going to make this happen. Um, and it took us three years to do it. And and um, I started to see my, I started to ovulate, actually. You have those test kits, test kits that share, that show if you're ovulating. I mean, I, from zero to, yeah, to it's happening now was just for me, honestly, deeply, the one of the most profound, powerful experiences of and how, how you can really transform anything in your life through this amazing practice. So yeah. And now we have two children. So we're, we're, we were able to overcome it also. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it's just so striking. Like, um, you know, what you described, like everything that you individually went through in that nine year period and then getting back together, it almost sounds like you were at that point so well resourced then to to really tackle like new challenges together like this one. And I'm sure many more that than we have the time to talk about on a podcast. So um, I, I love just hearing that, like that perspective on how each experience builds towards the next one and that this like in Buddhism, what we call human revolution or inner transformation, it's not an overnight thing. It's like you start practicing and then you begin to see what the core things are that you need to transform. And sometimes you have a straight path and you jump right in and sometimes you meander and you take more time to to decide whether you really want to chant consistently, which is okay. We, we've, I feel like everybody has had that experience. Um, but just to hear how incredible it can all turn out is so inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, this has been so incredible. Thank you again for sharing all of this. So honestly, um, I will move to my closing questions, uh, which is how we always end every episode. Um, and first, I was curious if you have, you know, based on this whole journey that you've shared, particularly around relationships or just this like internal change you went through. Uh, if you have any favorite Buddhist concept or favorite Buddhist quote that you hold on to. I mean, definitely one of my favorite concept is the one that you just shared, right? That inter, I change my environment changes. Uh, also, um, I think it's so empowering when we think of it, when, uh, for example, este, Daisakuikeda shares that uh, this, I, I may be paraphrasing it honestly, but one uh, a change in one individual will change the destiny of um, that that person's family, the the nation, even the world. Right. So it's really about interchange and how we we tackle our own uh, negativity or and our own 
self-imposed limits and and break free of them and that's where we we find happiness but that's where we find peace also because we become we we become in peace with ourselves and in peace with those around us and i think that that um besides that um i have i do have this quote also from daisakuikeda which is about um how it's really inside us so i can share this is from the wisdom of um creating happiness and peace one of his books that i really like and it says dick uh sorry it says it says it's important not to live aimlessly lacking any clear purpose i therefore say to you dig, dig beneath your feet there you will find a spring and live in a way that is true to yourself in short a real sense of happiness and deep satisfaction in life can be found only within us the mystic law is the fundamental law of life through our buddhist practice we can tap the power of the mystic law to propel our lives forward this is why the place where we carry out our buddhist practice and society too become the buddha land we are able to transform where we live right now into a place of victory and happiness i really like that quote because it's really challenging our ourselves to dig, dig deep like he says dig deep underneath your feet there's a spring like there's there's where it's all at it's here it's in our own life where we are right now no matter what so it's always so encouraging to return to that point in times you know when when we're struggling is really re remember that we really can overcome anything and yeah and and those past victories kind of um reaffirm us at least i always mm -hmm. go back to those moments where i've yeah where i've challenged my myself and overcome and it brings me back to embracing myself treasuring my life and that of others so definitely um i love that that quote yeah 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 i love that too and actually you know it, it strikes me just thinking back to the fact that you even had the courage to break up or to get divorced the the first time in order to pursue your own dreams like that's hearing you read that quote made me think of that you know like one could look at relationship breakups or separations as a negative thing but like if it was you awakening to the fact that you wanted to find your own purpose and and you wanted to really hold on to it, even if it was messy and painful, like it's such a courageous thing too. Um, so I, I really love hearing that. Thank you. I mean, I also wonder, uh, I think about it like this double, This it's about awakening to my own um, potential and believing in myself again. But many times in that period of the nine years, I wondered, I thought, wow, I was with someone who really cherished me. Maybe maybe this is also a learning thing about not, uh, about really letting myself be, uh, yeah, be uh, appreciated. But <laughs> I'm just sharing with you here, but yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, to be able to receive love requires one to love oneself deeply. Exactly. I think I think that's really about, one of the learning parts is that what you just shared, like really to appreciate ourselves. Uh, we need to appreciate ourselves to be able to receive that appreciation back or that love, self-love and, and others love. So that also was, uh, yeah, learning from this journey. Yeah, that's, yeah, beautiful. Um, 
Well, okay. So I will move to my last question, um, which is kind of the the most fun one, which is always a piece of advice. And I think, uh, you know, so many people who are dealing with all kinds of relationship challenges might be listening and just want to know, um, you know, quite simply, if you could give a piece of advice to someone who is new to chanting and currently facing either a tough breakup or maybe they're searching for the right partner, what piece of advice would you give them? Wow, that's an amazing question. Well, honestly, if they're practicing, that's amazing. was really the key to awakening to our own uh, self-worth. You know, first of all, and because in any relationship, we really do uh, need to, to cherish ourselves. If we love ourselves, we can love others and let ourselves be loved by others, both. You know, it's, it's this... Uh, it's interconnected. So definitely if, if you're going through a breakup, it's uh, just take it as a, a moment to really cherish yourself deeply and to learn from it and to really, and, and the learning for yourself, like what am I going to learn from this? Uh, maybe about who I'm choosing or, or what, what is this relationship? If it's a failure, what is it making me learn about myself in the end? Because that's the wisdom that will help us, uh, in the end, re-encounter, um, encounter somebody who's really worthy of us and, and, uh, our love, you know, and, and that we really, um, that will help us continue to grow. And, um, also, continue chanting because it's definitely um, it's definitely honestly it's just the profoundest practice to to transform any suffering and to really have hope because yeah we will we will find love definitely if that's what what uh is is um if that's what you want you know to have a, a relationship you will you will be able to do it just believe in yourself it's gonna happen and also uh, accept everything, even the suffering, as Nichiren Daishonin says, you know, both both suffering and joy are part of life. So let's embrace it because we definitely learn from both and and not let it um, not let it stop us to continue uh, in our journey of this amazing treasure that we have, which is life. It's so wonderful to be alive. Cherish it. Yes. Every experience really is, is, is learning, it helps us to grow. I want to leave you today with the following words from Buddhist philosopher Daisaku Ikeda, which are some of my favorite when it comes to love. He writes, real love is not two people clinging to each other. It can only be fostered between two strong people secure in their individuality. A shallow person will have only shallow relationships. If you want to experience real love, it is important to first sincerely develop a strong self-identity. He also writes, it is crucial that you become strong. If you are strong, even your sadness will become a source of nourishment and the things that make you suffer will purify your lives. On that note, if you're new to chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo and you'd like to learn more, we have plenty of resources at bootability.org. 
And as always, if you'd like to get connected to your local Buddhist community, you can always email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.